0: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with the fourth and final part of Char's Deleted Affair, Portrait of a Young Comet. Um, we're excited. This is, uh, we, this is the last part. Last time we ended up with, um, Haman being assaulted by Fabian, who was sent by Enzo and his group of crazies, um... But luckily, she was saved before anything really terrible happened. Not to say that that, that experience wouldn't be terrible, but um, at least she was more or less um, protected. Um, so let's go ahead and get started with it. This is going to go from volume 12 through the end. Um, I am going to leave a little bit of stuff off at the end that, that is not directly related to the story. I'll mention it a little bit, but it's, it's more like side story, like introducing... Random characters in in the show, but I I'll follow this manga all the way through the end, where it kind of um, actually starts with the um, Zeta first episode. So all right, so Shar and and his group after they kick Fabian off um, don't actually end up killing him, but you know kicking him out is I guess the next best thing for him. They head back to the Ambrosia base. Um, Haman is understandably just distraught at this point and um yeah she she is yeah she's messed up she is bad um but char is char is having a good time he is um banging natalie like literally banging natalie here there and everywhere um so uh you know haman may be traumatized but Shar is finally getting his uh his in um I'm sure, I'm sure Lala is, is still fine with it because she still doesn't have a body if we remember back all the way to volume one. Um, but she did kind of tell him to hook up with Haman, but that would also make him a pedophile. So, um, Natalie's a good, good alternative. She's in her twenties, probably. Um, the ambrosia mechanics in the meantime, um, find some random piece of hardware on all of the, uh, mobile suits that... Uh, came from Axis with Shar's unit in, in the ship, except for Fabian's camphor. Um, they believe that these chips are somehow Psycomu related, uh, but they don't know, and they are unable to kind of take it apart without causing problems right now. So they basically like ah, oh, you know, this isn't isn't going to be a problem, which is how you know it's going to be a problem. This this whole this whole last arc is just full of like random fo- foreshadowing and like. Payouts. so yeah yeah these random things that are Saikamu related uh that are you know baked into the mechanics of these mobile suits definitely not something to worry about later um Gerard Sinclair and Ilya Pazom are going to be heading back to Axis with Shar, so they get to jump on and and join the the Engelstadt and it's fast advance to Axis um Back on Axis, actually, we get to meet Yayoi Ikaruga. Um, she... You get to see her here and there with uh, Ricardo. Um, kind of like... Ricardo is just a drunk um, hanging out at bars, but she he, he makes friends with Yayoi. Um, everybody seems to think that she's stupid uh, because she's kind of a... I don't know, like a valley girl type person. But uh, she actually... Um, it aces this uh, simulator for mobile suit pilots that oh. Enzo has set up so Enzo has set up this huge drive to get more mobile suit pilots because of course he's looking to build up the army and start a war so what do you need? You need more people especially after, what do we say after that first battle, 40% of their military was, was taken out so yeah, this is their drive right now and uh, yeah, he always shows up uh, just blows away the simulator uh, and we get to see a few more uh, uh, people that are going to be showing up in, in Double Zeta and Zeta uh, uh, signing up for this, this mobile suit drive. So this is kind of like setting them up as like, this is how they get into the military, like Mashamar, all those people. Um, so back to Char's group, they Char reiterates again because people keep coming to him left and right all the time and say like, Hey, will you lead the Xeon independence moment? And he's like, No, I don't think Xeon's ready for independence and I won't lead him. So this is kind of like the last point where Char's like, Leave me alone. I'm done. This isn't gonna happen. Like, I, I don't I don't care who you think or know I am, it's Xeon's not ready for this. So, uh 0083, uh, April 13th, the Ingolstadt sets off for Axis again. They have been Um, retrofitted once more to be faster, so they're only going to take about three months this time. Um, these, this, this, uh, traveling keeps going faster and faster. I think the first, first voyage took the better part of a year and now we're talking about three months. Um, we get to see the next evolution of the Schneeweiss, which is the Tusch-Svortz. Um, and Enzo is being shown this tusch Schwartz and gets to meet its pilot uh rebecca fanning um she's a pretty minor character um and for this manga but just keep in mind she's the pilot um jessica diaz is with him um she is still working to um stay alive and uh she is still being kept very close to enzo um because she is one of the few people that knows the truth about heinz um or his death actually um we see Haman slowly getting better over the course of the journey. Um, and at some point, she very specifically says she gets ignoring everybody's advice about Fabian. Um, so at least, like, she's reflecting a little bit. Um, back to Axis, we see Enzo is uh, trying to seduce Jessica. Um, and she's not fully on board, but she needs to, She she decides that she needs to, like, use his attraction to her to um be able to speak in front of the general assembly um because she's written this report that she volunteered to and so they're being they're, they basically said we need somebody to testify about this and she's like well just let me do it I, you know i'm on your side um and so enzo was on board with this for the most part um back to the the two sorts um the pilot Rebecca Fanning is testing it, but she keeps having mental breakdowns about two and a half after controlling the the new bits for about two and a half minutes. So this is like super uh, stressful on the body and mind. Uh, but they're trying to figure out how to do it. So like they're essentially like giving her drugs, um, and we see this in some of the other shows too. Um, I think it happened I think it even happens in. Uh, Double eighty three uh, at some points towards the end, where they just like drug these guys up to where they can perform better. Um, but yeah, not a good, not a good spot. So um, at this point, uh, Maharaja has fallen into a coma, and Jessica Diaz is being uh, called in front of the General Assembly to. Re- to testify about the report on Heinz's death. Um, she gets pulled up in front of everybody and Enzo's like, ah, oh, she's on board. she's gonna you know tell the whole thing and she basically just starts spilling her guts on everything that she knows and like testifies about how the the report was a fake yada yada um and it's like a big you know bomb right in the middle of the the general assembly so she basically says like if you don't believe me arrest me right now and put me in front of a tribunal i'll face trial and like you can see what's going on for real so they arrest her and they say all right we're gonna put you in front of a tribunal um as a result of that there's a bunch of investigators that are set up and they're essentially working with jessica to try to corroborate her story um about what's happened uh with with heinz's murder by looking at like entry and exit logs of rooms and tracking down people who actually aren't showing up like there's this random um i think i mentioned him earlier. there's like a a, a crazy looking scientist that uh that nobody knows of like they don't even know his name and he's like all around so they're like they're trying to figure things out to be able to corroborate her story, because again, the moderates aren't going to do anything overt, because, you know, one, Maharaja Karn is in a coma and can't really lead them. Uh, and even if he were, he would probably be like, well, you know, we'll just try to convince them to come to our side. So, um, yeah, Maharaja Karn sucks uh, as a leader. He is super ineffective. Maneva's um, faction, so like the. The Royal Guard and all of that are trying to stay neutral, so they're not really siding with Enzo or the moderates at this point because they just want to survive. Um, but most of the veterans, uh, most of the veterans, veteran soldiers otherwise in Axis, are on the hardliner side uh, with Enzo. Uh, at this point, Shara's ship has gotten near Axis and he gets word from Ricardo that fighting has begun. Uh, in Axis, so essentially Enzo's group is taking advantage of everybody being gone. Um, they want to kind of start this battle, take over Axis before uh, before the out. You know, the the fallout of Jessica's Diaz's tribunal. You know, pushes people away from them, and now that they know that, that Karn is is still ill. So, uh, July 31st, uh, 0083, there is civil war in Axis. Um, Char and the units on his ship launch to support the moderates who are badly outnumbered. As I mentioned before, most of the, the Axis veterans, um, support, uh, Enzo's faction, but Char, Char's unit launches, uh, and... Enzo has the tush la- launch. And I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, by the way. It's T-U-S-H-E-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z. So it's... Again, this is the the next iteration I kind of mentioned before. The Schneeweiss w- is Haman's white mobile suit that has, like, this massive um, Saikamu system. The tush is, like, the hybrid between that and a c- Queble, um, with a smaller Saikamu system and more bits. Um, so... Um, speaking of the bits, uh, Sumire, who we talked about earlier in the show, is who's a, a very smart mobile suit engineer. She says that the number of bits be reduced to lower the stress on the pilot. So, uh, you know, lengthen that two and a half minutes before she goes crazy. Uh, but the pilot actually says, you know, fuck you. I'm gonna do what I want to do and just go balls to the wall. So, of course. You know nothing bad's going to happen here. Um, so they engage. And w- what did I mention earlier about foreshadowing in this, this manga at this point? Well, the pilot of the two Schwartz activates the controllers of Char's and his allies' mobile suits. And they lose control. So those little Saikamu things, that or the things that people thought were related to Saikamu's, well, they are. The two Schwartz is able to shut down... Um, Char's mobile suits. Um, Luckily, Gerard and Ilya didn't have Axis mobile suits. They had Ambrosia mobile suits. Um, And they're able to attack the Touche and Ilya's camphor and is able to essentially take out the uh, bits that are attacking them. Um, During this time, Char and his group go back to their ship um, and they... Try to get Natalie to override the psychamu uh, mechanisms that have been implanted into them, uh, because they're basically dead in the water until they can get that fixed. Um, and they basically say, "Hey, you know, you had three months to look at this before, but nah, now you got about ten minutes. Well, why don't you get it working?" Um, th- meanwhile, uh, the Rebecca, the the pilot of the two Swarts, uh, has. Her brain has fried, and she is probably going to die. So back to Yayoi Kuruga, who I mentioned before is Ricardo's um, young little friend. She offers to take over as the pilot, and she's like, Listen, I want a promotion. I'll take all the drugs that you want, and I'll be able to control all the bits. Um, At this point, Sumire quits working for Enzo. She's like, Nah, peace. I'm out. Fuck this place. Um, But Yayoi becomes the pilot for the two swords uh so during this point enzo has basically taken over most of axis um and the moderate faction has taken over the part of axis that doesn't really have food stores uh so enzo thinks well we can just like you know siege them out and they'll either die or they'll surrender um, but a, about a week into the siege, no one has given up. So, about from Char's battle coming, is starting to now, it's been about a week, give or take some. Um, Ricardo heads to Char's ship to give him an update on everything. So he launches out and gets out there, um, and he tells him about the the pilot, the new pilot of the um, the two Schwartz. Um, who again badass now that we know Natalie has seen a report on um Ikaruga before, uh, Yayoi Ikaruga, and claims that she has new type abilities that allow her to recognize 36 enema- enemies as wa- at once. Um, and there's like some comments and back and forth on this, so like apparently this is not as good as Lala, but but almost so like they actually have like. I think, I, again, I had mentioned this at one point. There's, like, stat sheets in Char's Deleted Affair where they show, like, they're able to, like, say, oh, you've got the ability to do this or this or this. Um, and I guess one of these these stats that they have is, like, how many enemies can you uh, monitor at once? And so uh, Yayoi Ikaruga's ability to monitor 36 enemies at once. So if she's only, if she's charging, controlling 12 bits, she should be able to handle those bits pretty e- easily. So, um, August 8th, 0083, the battle to recapture Axis begins. Um, Haman launches out uh, with Ilya in support, so the Schneeweiss and Kampfer com- go to fight the two Schwartz. Um, and again, Yayoi is piloting this. Shar's um, unit is able to infiltrate the rebel side of Axis. so Enzo's side, and begin trying to get information from Heinz's room. Um, so again, they're just trying to get more information and ha- trying to, I-, I guess, like run some like disinformation campaign so they can show that that um, that Enzo is a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> which I I don't know. I, it just seems this is the ultimate like Maharaja Khan plan. Like, oh, look, we're gonna convince them that Enzo is a bad guy. Like, I mean, they probably already know it. <laughs> to to some degree i mean it depends i, I get I, whatever whatever anyway they're trying to get information um so they're crawling around the air ducts um during this time haman is still holding off against uh the schnee or the two schwartz uh and they're just barely winning but they are able to take out most of the schwartz's bits um at this point you kind of see like during this battle, like, just randomly one bit gets blown up, two bits get blown up. All that cool stuff. It's a pretty cool battle. Um, so, Char is able to actually take Enzo and his small group hostage while they're crawling through the air ducts. Um, and they display the information that Heinz collected um, while they they show that out, off to everybody. While Ricardo... Um, he launches and he attaches himself to the the two Schwartz to get um the get yeah Yoy to stand down. So he's basically like grabs her and hugs her and says like, "Come on, you can like this is you're you're being crazy. Let's you know you don't need to do this." Um, but of course, nothing happy can ever happen because Ricardo can't have a a nice crazy bomb ass pilot friend because Ricardo will become. Roberto, and, and the next series. So, um, Haman uses a bit to take out uh, the two shorts, while at the last second, she Yayoi pushes Ricardo away, um, and you just see him screaming and crying because he's so um, distraught by this. Because he, he felt like she was a, a, a daughter to him. Um, Haman gets back to Axis, so basically at this point the battle's over um the haman is able to take out the schnee vice or the two shorts and heads to axis um and enzo is taken captive so the battle is pretty much over at this point um so haman goes and runs to her dad's uh, bedside but he is already dead um and at this point, this is, like, the majority of the actions. So like, everything after this is really um, just kind of wrapping things up um, and getting us to the next stage, to getting us to Zeta. So, Haman is put forth as the person to lead Axis uh, because Shard doesn't have the support of most of the hardliners anymore. Um, and no one on the hardliners' side is trustworthy. Um, so, basically, it, it's, it's on the... Haman is the compromise candidate because she was, you know, the one that was advocating for the battle against the Federation people. But, you know, she's also Kar- Maharaja Karn's um, daughter. So basically they're like, well, you know, she's our, our middle line. So let's go with her. Um, so Shar brings this proposal to Haman and Haman says, you know, I will do this only if you stay by my side. So Shah promises to stay by Haman's side at all times uh, basically be her trusted advisor um after this haman confronts natalie privately um after she has accepted the regency and there's just some weird thing going on and she's like natalie you're pregnant and natalie's like oh shit how did you know and then as haman is asking who the father is like midway sent midway through the senate's she has a flash, a new type flash, and we find out, well, well, we know who the father is as soon as we find out she's pregnant, but Haman finds out that Char is the father. So Natalie is pregnant with Char's baby. Um, she is pissed because, again, this whole manga, she has been fangirling over... Um, Char, and despite the weird age difference, so like, I think at this point she's 16, um, maybe 17, I don't think so though. Um, she kicks Natalie out of her room, and then she sees a man in the female quarter. So keep in mind, the men and women live separately, and she sees some dude sneaking around. Um, but she's like, nah, fuck Natalie, I'm gonna le- let not even do anything. Um, so this guy is. Enrique Munoz, it's this weird scientist that we've mentioned a few times here and there. Um, He gets into a scuffle and he murders Natalie. Um, Pregnant Natalie. Pregnant Natalie with Char's baby. Um, And Char did not know that she was pregnant uh, at this point. Char finds out at her funeral that she was pregnant. Um, And he confronts Haman about this incident and finds out that Haman knew that she was pregnant as well. And again, there's a lot of bad juju going on here. So Shar is just uh, messed up. Um, so Kamuji shows up at Axis uh, a little bit later, a few months later, and Shar has basically converted himself into an alcoholic. Um, but Kamuji uh, forces Shar to start training in space and try to kind of like kick him out of his groove. Um, Shar wants to go back to the Earth sphere, uh basically cuz he's pissed at Haman. He knows kind of what's going on that Haman could have saved Natalie's life but didn't. Um but yeah, he wants to get the fuck out. Um despite his earlier promise to stay by uh Karn's side. Um Sumire wants to Oh, but again, Haman tells Shar she doesn't want him to leave. So yeah that's going on um wants to leave axis with char and um and she basically we see that she's like leaving like preparing to leave and all this stuff and she says that she'll leave some plans behind that she had developed with natalie um and if you look at the the drawing it's the kept um so again that's the third generation that's the one we see in uh double zeta uh jessica diaz approaches haman and requests to join Char on his trip to the Earth sphere, and Haman is like, "What the fuck? I haven't said that he could go." And so she summons Char to talk about it, and she's basically like, "You've told all these people that you're going. I can't look like an idiot. Like, fine, you can go, but I'm not happy about it." But so she kind of like tries to make it look like. She has organized something, uh, like a fact-finding or intelligence mission. So um, she's, she sets a whole bunch of people to go with Char. So in 0083, October 29th, Char leads 600 soldiers into the Earth sphere, um, leaving uh, Axis. And they're, since they're taking a whole like group of ships, it's not going to be a three-month flight. It's a 10-month uh, journey. So ten months later, they are back in the Earth sphere. Um, the fleet separates for the time being, and Char's ship heads back to Ambrosia. So all these ships that were together s- split up because again, nobody wants to find a uh, wants to be found as an Axis or Zeon fleet in the middle of the space. Um, they would be attacked very forthwith, and then Axis would also be attacked. Um, so we see George's. Is asking um, Char to register as a mobile soap suit pilot with the Federation because they're just so jacked up. They're trying to find information about uh, internal conflict within the Federation regarding the treatment of space noids. So basically, um, at this point, so this is if they left in, in 0083, in this is like 0084, Like I don't know july or august sometime um so all the events of 0083 have happened at this point so the the federation is in disarray you've got the titans you've got uh the federation and then um you've got rumors of of you know other things happening so basically yeah uh char is asked to infiltrate the federation um and with some of his friends as well um we get a quick little captain bass cameo um he has heard of the anti-federation movement and is going to go to side one to try to resolve it um and then the captain of the shanghai uh which is a, a large battleship has heard that the red comet has joined the federation so again the the, the time dilation on this is it, we, we're jumping forward and forward and forward and forward ahead. So the captain of the Shanghai has heard that the Red Comet has joined the Federation and is heading to Luna 2. And then the next scene we see, Char is now Lieutenant Quattro um, and Andy becomes Appley Bay, Ricardo becomes Roberto, and Jessica becomes Jane. Um, we see in this instance there's somebody that has all this information with like their actual identities um and this guy steals this this like data chip with all of their forged documents um and they're basically forced to chase him and their GMs. so off all all f- four for of the people i mentioned before so char uh apple ebay roberto and Jane is what i'm going to call them now um all forced to to chase him and their gms um he escapes to the Shanghai, and they have to take this entire ship out. So this is kind of where you start seeing uh, more intra in the Federation because they took out, they took out a Federation ship, but they are a Federation, and they did it in G.M.s. Um, the Titans he- ship heads towards side one to to sabotage this anti-Federation meeting. Shar's um, unit and Kamaji attack. Um, George's gets killed um fabian shows up and helps too he's he's back he's no longer a i guess he's sort of helping the Xeon side of things but um he's no longer you know enzo's faction is gone whatever um but yeah he helps uh three days later we see char meet with commodore blex on side one and this is really, if you're familiar, Commodore Blex is, is part of like the A.U.G., uh, the, the leader of the A.U.G. Uh, after the Titans gas the side one colony, um, Jessica leaves the Federation and returns to Zeon uh at ambrosia and as far as i'm aware of jessica diaz doesn't show up in anything else after this and neither does ambrosia so i've mentioned this a few times like ambrosia is like a very neat plot device and i wonder if this actually shows up more in like the zeta defined stuff um because ambrosia is like a neat concept and jessica was a pretty good character um, who showed up about halfway through this this show or the manga um and so it's been about uh two years of Char being in the federation and Haman has not heard any word from him. Um, so Haman orders Axis to prepare to move to the Earth sphere. So this is, again, we see Axis starting to come to Earth. This is preparing us for Double Zeta. And then uh, the Rikdias was... Uh, we learned that the Rikdias was made from the information that N- 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 Natalie had provided to Shar. Um, and he launches in it. And... His The mission at this point is to learn about a new Gundam being developed at Side 7. And this leads directly into a Camille cameo where Char mistakes him for Amuro and Lala as he's flying by the colony. So this is episode one, like five minutes into the show or something along those lines. Um, really, really tying these two together. So we see him, Char launching in his Rick Diaz for the first time um, having kind of like nods to Natalie and, um, the learning about the new Gundam. Um, and then there's, if you care to read about the, the very last, like little bit of, uh, volume, f- what, 14, um, uh, you get to see some introductions of Rosemia uh, Badam and Emma Sheen and, they were okay they were just uh, they're very brief cameos and you know they might lend you a little bit more insight but they're not necessary to like get the rest of the story of this like it it, essentially the story ends with you know the the sink into uh early zeta so i hope you guys have enjoyed this i've i had fun reading this a lot and i i had fun kind of like coming through and, and telling this story at a high level I know i probably miss some stuff and probably mess some stuff up. Um, it's nice always to have uh, people <laughs> coming to you with like Scotty and, and Luke do every week. But um, in two weeks, we will start Zeta and we'll do episodes one and two. And then two weeks after that, we'll do episodes three and four. And then two weeks after that, we will do uh, five through eight. And I'll, we'll post more of the schedule as we get further through. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for listening um stay safe uh i know the the coronavirus is still raging in a lot of places and um this is a way for people to kind of like have have an out um feel free to reach out to us at Newtype flash pod on twitter our uh, or on our discussion thread on the mobile suit gundam subreddit where we recently um had an offer from the moderator there to start sticking our our podcast threads to get us a little more attention so feel free to like Talk to us there. We try to respond pretty quickly um, during the week and even on the weekend sometimes. Um, But yeah, reach out to us and um, stay safe and have fun. And thanks for listening. Bye.